Seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. For the past seven days, I have suggested... <laughs> selected. I have select... I don't know why. I have selected... What have you done for the last seven days, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> I have played... We have played Witch Eye, the latest mm-hmm. game from publisher Devolver Digital, who is known for making... Unique retro style games that are good, quote unquote good. <laughs> they have a knack for picking them up. But this game is developed by uh, a studio called Moon Kid. Love it. Moon Kid. Moon Kid. Who are made up of people that seem to be, have, you know, they seem to have been, uh, either they've made a game for the NES previously. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Or something like that. But they've made like some sort of retro game previously called The Great Gatsby. It's, it was hard for me to like sort of look into this. I don't know if it was like, you know, uh, one of those things where they pre- it was like, oh, we found this unknown game uh, and it's called The Great Gatsby and it was previously known to be not published and we've uncovered it and kind of like that false narrative around it or if they've actually created this game during the 80s or something like that. So it was, it was hard for me to track that down. But mm. they're, they're, they made this NES game which looks really cool. And uh, now they've come and made this game. And let me read you the App Store description Ooh, of yes, please. Which I. W-H-I-T-C-H E-Y-E. For those spelling fans at home. Witch Eye is a big, colorful, old-school platform adventure with a unique touchscreen control system that gives unparalleled control over the hero. Mm. Swipe to move and touch to stop. Bouncing off of enemies and dodging hazards in six vibrant worlds. Set off an adventure as a mild-mannered witch who transforms into a flying eyeball of vengeance after a smarmy knight and wizard steal her spell ingredients. (laughs) <laughs> you guide her through 50 plus levels, each containing something completely unique, tricky new enemies, mysterious new environments, and puzzling new secrets. These elements are brought to life with a colorful, clean pixel art and a lively, head-bobbing original soundtrack. I mean, I do like how in true sort of 90s platformer style, they've taken this like a completely bananas backstory and converted it into a game. Totally. That, that rings true to me. <laughs> as soon as you start up this game, as soon as you start up this game, you get this like this really good retro vibe of seeing an actual intro of what happens to the hero. You know, like <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Ghouls and Ghosts. Have you have you ever played that game, Ghouls G&G? and Ghosts? The little you're like a little armored fella no, that throws spears, uh, but. In games like that, like the first thing that happens is like, you know, like uh, a bad guy devil comes by and then like steals something of yours and then runs away. And then you're like, oh, you get up and then you're like, oh, I got to save that person or like I'm going to go attack them. Right. Right. And then the game starts. And I feel like this is exactly like which I does. You know, you see like this little pixel cutscene of two people stealing this person's spell ingredients and then she's off to the races. Right. It gives just enough of that hey, here's what's happening. Here's why you're doing this. Gives you enough incentive to like move forward. <laughs> right? Well, uh, gives Sam enough incentive to move forward, yes. Totally. It's, you know, just a touch of backstory is all you need. <laughs> just a, a little whiff. A little motivation, yep. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, and then, you know, you, you start, you, you transform into this eyeball that you then swipe your finger around to move. Yeah, let's talk about that because I was, uh, I felt a little, not cheated, but I don't think it's accurate to call this a platformer. Mm, I think it's very much a platformer. You do not stand on platforms, though. I think platform <laughs> the genre rather than platform. A literal platform to stand on. Literal platform, yeah. The control scheme is you are a literal witch's eye and you float around. You can, you basically, it's on auto run as an, uh, and then you swipe in any direction. Any direction. Uh, and you will move in in said direction. Uh, and then, as they said in the app store description, tap and you'll stop. Uh, any direction does mean any direction. It's not like it's, you know, uh, the nearest 45 degrees. And really, the platforms, you, there is no gravity as the titular witch's eye. So there's no run or jump mechanic. It's uh, float, float and stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting twist. Yeah. I don't know if I... Yeah, well, we can talk about it, but uh, yeah. it is an interesting I twist feel, on a platform idea. I feel like for a mobile game, this makes sense. As a game, yes. I don't know if I completely like it. Yeah, I think I fall onto the same same category as you. I feel like... It's it's a really novel concept that I, I don't think I've seen before. Yes, that's true. Check. However, um, the satisfaction however, of using it and feeling in control... Right. Is that's that's not an, quite mm, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I am bad at video games, let's say this up front, but let's talk about what exactly happens, right? So, like you said, if you swipe your finger in one direction, your your eyeball, who you are in this game, just continues to move in that direction. Which I over um, eye. And I think in concept, like, sure, that that seems pretty good, right? But the fact is, like, directional controls from your fingers is not that finely tuned, right? Like, Mm. if I do a swipe in one direction, I don't think it's it's as accurate as we want it to be. Meaning, we're not used to swiping fingers in a precise direction at all times, right? Mm. So, I, I, I quickly want to make a turn to to go in the one direction because like you have to dodge the bullet and uh, and a lot of times like it'll generally go in that direction but it's not exactly that direction that you want to go and then there's going to be a spike right in front of you so you either have to stop yourself by tapping and then move in another direction but yeah. i think that control becomes very cumbersome because like i feel like my swipes are not that accurate and i try to be accurate but if you want it to be really accurate then you got to focus and when you got to focus it, I feel like, especially for this game, it stops being enjoyable, right? I think I found the tactic of, actually, you need to stop a lot more than you mm. would expect. I think your yeah. brain is so hardwired that... Uh, you got to keep moving. It's the revert, or like it's the inverse, right? Like you tap to carry on moving rather than mm. tap to stop moving. I think that took a while for me to figure out and to get comfortable with because actually the tapping to not move is almost as important as the direction you're going in. You know, like it's not, I feel like it leads you down the path that, oh really, you should just be able to swipe and zoom through quickly. But actually that's incorrect. What you really, you do need to stop quite a lot. 
Um, and I think, yeah, that just took me a while to internalize that and go, oh no, you need to stop <laughs> quite yeah, a lot. Totally. <laughs> and I feel like it took me a really long time, even though like there's a really brief and good tutorial about how you should be moving and then like tapping to stop and it like gets you right into the game right away. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that you tap to stop. <laughs> right. It's really not obvious either. Yes. Right. And I think for most of the time that I played it, I was doing like really quick swipes back and forth to like make sure that I had the angle just right for me to move in that direction. Right. Because some of the levels like you have to constantly. Oh, the other thing is if you bump into a wall or anything, you kind of angle off of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like like a cue ball. Um, oh, and so exactly <laughs> <laughs> to put it in terms that I understand. And uh, a lot of times like in, in like you know, some of these maps, like you have to break some walls to get through to the other side. And whenever you break a wall, you bounce off in the opposite direction. And I forgot that if you just press stop, like you can stop right there and then just continue on by swiping again. Like what I had to do was just like continually swipe to, to move towards that direction again. And I think I got really like fatigued by that gesture. This game is also available on switch. Did you try it on Switch with a traditional control? I did not try it on Switch. Yeah, I wonder if that would make it worse or better. Control stakes. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I should give it a try on... Because this game is actually available on on all platforms. So the PC, uh, the Switch, the Androids, and the iOSs. IOUSs. And for blanket coverage. Yeah, I feel like I should give it a try because I do love the art style. I do love the little premise. It does feel like an actual NES game, which is awesome. Um, there's so much good attention to detail. You know, not not only like the cutscene, but the music is actually really good. The sound effects are lovely, and then even the beginning of each level when it like sort of says, you know, like the watery caves, like one dash one, and then like it like, <laughs> animates away. Like all those little touches are like so good. Um, that I really, really wanted to like more of this game. As you say, it is divided into worlds and levels, and then you kind of get the a big boss man at the end of uh, each world, which you then need to need to defeat. I think like each level has like maybe eight or ten little sub maps or sub areas. Yeah, and then you get to the boss, uh, and then you move on to the next one. Yeah, and then you have your familiar mechanics of you have you know five lives or at least five collisions you can you can uh, withstand per level before you restart. Uh, you collect gems uh, for to level up. Um, I are there power ups? Maybe I didn't get far enough to get power ups, but like uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I've reached far enough to get it. Shall we get to uh, the three by threes? Let's get to the three by threes. Three, three eyes good open. eyes <laughs> and three bad eyes. Three conjunctivitis. <laughs> oh, pink eyes. Three, three pink, pink eyes. eyes. There we go. <laughs> That's All right. Uh, do you know what my first good point? <laughs> I was so happy that they have such a simple mechanic. Pop up a little window and it says, have you played this game before? Yes or no? Mm. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, I was almost, I was wow. I mean, that's so good. I'm now angry that no other games have done this in my experience right. so far. Like, it's so simple. Like, yes, I have played this game before, or no, I haven't. I, like, I will give consent that I'm pretty sure a tutorial is coming, 
or I can be, you know, <laughs> uh, pig-headed and just jump in and go, oh, I know what I'm doing. I can do it. Yeah. I can be an Edwin. I did say no. And I was like, okay, now. <laughs> I was like, no, I've not played this game before, and I appreciate you asking. And That's amazing. Sure, I will go through a, through, through a tutorial with you. Um, so off the bat, I was already... Impressed. Impressed. Yeah, I think for me, the first good point is... Uh, you know, a lot of games try to lock down what it feels like to be a retro game, but there's something about it that just doesn't work. You know, like they actually move in between pixels, which kind of kills me. (laughs) Right. But I feel like this one is actually very much locked down. I even like the little, uh, billboard effect that's on the sides of the screen. It reminds me of, of, you know, if you like play an arcade game. A lot of the original arcades, <laughs> they have like the, the parts of the, the posters next to the screen, like that's a sticker on top, like a decal over the screen. Yeah. That gives you like a little bit of, well, there's more theme around the designs or like instructions. But yeah, I felt like even the little billboards on the sides of the screen uh, to, to make the ratio of the actual gameplay area better. Um, that was like a nice touch and just like really nice little details that made it feel really retro. I totally agree. Like it really feels for the first time, this definitely gives me that nostalgia vibes, like in a, in a kind of a genuine way. Like it's not, Oh, cute and pixely for today for like in today's aesthetic, it's cute and pixely like in a way that feels, yeah, it feels honest to my nineties gaming experience. Uh, And I am here for this. Uh, Music is great. I should also say that's also something like, they just nailed in the 90s somehow with their right. you know, uh, Sound Blaster 16 ad lib <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, sound cards. Like the music was just generally awesome in uh, yeah. in those days, and uh, I miss that. But they do a good job here. Um, my second good point, uh, yeah, this everything about this game is just so well animated. Um, I don't mean that just from like you know a pixel. I mean, I do mean it from like a pixel art perspective, but normally if you're going to animate like in pixel art, you just, you know, if you're going to create a circle, you just create a circle and then it just moves along, right? With Mm -hmm. the X and Y coordinates. But here, like they do really nice stretch, stretch and pull that when the ball moves from one side to the other, it kind of does like this elongated shape as it like moves and it just adds like this nice little dynamism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just really sells it. So kudos. Uh, love those details as well. I just very much enjoy this split up into levels and worlds that gives you that little little point to pick up and play from or break from or into um, just to make it just easy to pick up and play uh, and contributes to that nice retro vibe that I'm enjoying. My third good point uh, is the cutscenes. I love the little cutscenes. Like after you defeat the boss, right before the game starts, there's just enough there that makes you keep going forward. You know, like there's nice little attention to detail. And I think more games should follow this. Uh, If you like cutscenes, if you like little expositions, just enough to get you going. I feel like this game does it right. On to to the bad points. The pink eye. To the pink eyes. Uh, I'm going to start with this. Uh, I really wanted to like the swipe to move mechanic, but it got really exhausting, especially as a mobile game. Like it, it becomes pretty frantic if you want to be like 
good at this game and actually try and collect all the gems as you move along. Um, but yeah, I didn't find this fight mechanic as enjoyable as I thought I would like it. I was kind of hoping for a little bit of that feeling of, you know, when Sonic does the loop the loop in Green Hills. Is that what it's called? What's the opening level? You yeah, know, the it's opening... Green Hills. Yeah, mm-hmm. good. Okay, good. You know, when you like, oh, okay, now I can like use this speed and like zoom around and collect a bunch of coins and have that like, woohoo, yippee moment. This is pod <laughs> racing. Um, <laughs> but I never had, uh, which feels like this game could really, you know, embrace, for, like if there is like a wacky tunnel level or something like that. Um, but I agree with you, like for something that's auto run, that sounds like it should be a benefit to the player. Uh, something about auto running, but then tapping to stop was not intuitive for me. Right. Yep. Um, my, I guess my, my last bad point is, um, pink eye. It was actually kind of difficult, but not in a way where I felt like it was under my control. Like, normally if the game feels like you're under control and it's difficult, I feel like, okay, that's an opportunity for me to get good. But because of the swipe mechanic in combination with the the actual difficulty in some of the, the things that you have to do. Like, this is an actual platformer where you have to memorize the patterns of how people move, how the bad bad guys move around and time things correctly in order for you to get them. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, you lose a heart. Um, but because the swipe mechanic I felt was like so unstable for me, I felt like it, it just added to a little bit more frustration than I would have wanted. Um, and so mm-hmm. if you're the type that gets frustrated over game mechanics, this probably isn't going to be the one for you. Let's get to our final seven day rating for which I final seven day rating for me is five out of seven. Uh, highly, I still highly recommend this game. I think it does a lot of really good things. Um, I would actually recommend if you can to pick it up on either the switch or the PC that gives you a little bit more stable controls rather than a swiping mechanic. But if you don't have those consoles, um, I still think this is a great game to try out on the, the mobile devices. I'm going to give it a five as well. Uh, it definitely hits that 90s nostalgia for me. Touch controls, I did not find intuitive and sometimes frustrating. But, you know, I think for people who want to play a fun platformer, I would suggest pushing through, just trying to get, like, trying to work beyond the, uh, the slightly tricky controls. And uh, I think there's, like, you can learn them and just get used to, you know what, you can't just auto-run the whole time. You're going to have to stop and uh be more tactical with your movements uh but definitely check it out uh which i five days which i so that was my game and now edwin mm-hmm. it falls upon you well sam we <laughs> we're going to keep on the pixel theme and we are going to go back to oh that well of games that your wife dislikes because sam we are going to play pixel pro golf Oh boy! Mm-hmm. All the things you love, pixels, always and the dipping things you into hate. that golf well. <laughs> yes. Uh, if only uh, do they have? A, I don't think this sadly has a well as an obstacle. Although that would be great, wouldn't that be good? I think in a golf course you should have have wells. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but alas, sand traps is what we have here. So Sam, you have seven days to play Pixel Pro Golf. There are already some mechanics that I like about this that uh, mm. that I think 
most golf games should have, which is the the three tap mechanic. But we'll see. Okay. Well, we'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Before we go, yes. Things of the week. This has actually been a thing of the week for the past few weeks. Uh, <laughs> thing of the but month. I didn't. I didn't want to keep repeating it because it's it's such a tired thing. But you know how I've been playing Call of Duty, Call of Call of Duties. <laughs> the duty yeah it's, yes what's the latest incarnation warfare so, modern warfare well warzone oh, okay uh, i've been playing a lot of call of duty warzone recently um i have a i have like this crew that i play with and it's been real fun trying to get better getting some i actually we got like maybe four wins in total now which is really good nice to get some kind of roast bird based dinner no winning? no sadly. no it just says victory mm. 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 or no winner Warzone winner. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. Uh, well, but, but congrats, though. Thank you. Uh, but lately, they've been having a Halloween-themed zombie Warzone Battle Royale, which has been both fantastic and intensely frustrating. Um, there are... <laughs> so, because it's Halloween, they're tapping into the jump scare. So, you know, around the map, you have, like, these little treasure boxes that allows you to either pick up guns or like money because you need them for the game. Guns or and money. every once in a while in this Halloween time, in this Halloween zombie version, mm-hmm. uh, there is a possibility for you to get a jump scare whenever you open this box <laughs> on random boxes that you're unaware of. Uh, and there's a really... <laughs> and I mean, every, every time we're playing, like it'd be, okay, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to get this weapon. And then you'd hear someone go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And that's because, like, the box really scares the bejesus out of you. Uh, and there's a really funny compilation of people getting scared by these loot boxes. It's <laughs> hilarious. But also, the zombie mode is actually a lot of fun, but really intense. Uh, and so, I've been enjoying that. That is my thing of the week. My thing of the week is... When did we agree as a society that portable speakers would make a sound when you turn them on? And <laughs> turn them off and connect your phone? Like a- when did this happen when is this this when has it ever been okay when did anything you haven't heard the most offensive one the most offensive one are you've heard of raycon earbuds right they're the new earbuds that everyone is now being sponsored for by podcasts as well as um oh YouTube videos. okay yeah yeah <laughs> i right. really put it in that context yeah okay yep so i i was i was sent a pair uh oh, back in the day when they first started right okay. i don't know so i don't know if this is still the case but every time you turn them on there's actually a voice that goes raycon <laughs> daytona <laughs> exactly it's that exact same feel it might as well just change it for either Sega or Daytona. But every time you turn them on, I'm just like, oh, God. Like, why did they do this? It's Raycon. <laughs> well, I guess they did get some free advertising out of it right here because uh, you remembered it. But name anything else that makes a sound when you turn it on or off. Mm, yeah. And like it's- obnoxiously loud as well. I, I mean, I will. <laughs> I'm, at the, I'm at the stage where I will pay approximately $100 more if I just have a Bluetooth speaker that did not make any sound ever. Like, I right. know you're you're turned on because I just pressed the button and the light came on. 
and the I light you, came on. I know you turned off because I pressed the button and the light went off. I know my phone is connected because I literally just clicked connect. But well, it drives me crazy. I mean, it's the problem is exacerbated because as a white noise sleeping aficionado, I'm turning on and off the speakers usually late at night or early in the morning, and you know any loud sound. And of course, they're incredibly loud and the, mm-hmm. entirely the wrong volume. Um, it's very frustrating. Anyway, there are not seemingly any options here if you're looking for a Bluetooth speaker that will just. STFU, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that Bose speakers are actually pretty good about this. Mm, okay. But let me verify. I feel yeah. like Bose is pretty good about it. Suggestions uh, welcome. <clears throat> if not yeah. gladly received here. Anyway, so that is my rant of the week. <laughs> I know, like, even the Google Home speakers are like, a bring, plung, 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 plung. Google. <laughs> Google Home. I mean, if you're an audio sting producer, designer, you're probably like a swamped in business right now. It's never been a better time, but oh boy. No, no, things should never make sound. I think I'm also very sensitive. You know, you can get super tasters who can like be mm. really sensitive to taste. Like, ooh, there's far too much salt in my organic ketchup. You're um, just a super annoyer. I'm a super hearer. <laughs> I, <think. laughs> I see. Oh, I see. You're going for, I, th- I thought you were the other thing. <laughs> Just get annoyed by everything very easily. I'm just a super annoyer. Related to sound, yes. <laughs> like I'm, you know, I'm annoyed. Like on my TV, you know, the volume increase. Uh, the, the oh, the, the stages, notches aren't. The notches aren't, are not <laughs> entirely wrong. It's either too loud or too quiet. Like well, <laughs> anyway, I need a space in between. <laughs> exactly. Like that is just the constant struggle in my life. Is like I just the space in between. That should be the. <laughs> That's, the that's your memoir. Yeah, that's your yes. memoir. <laughs> Edwin Van Bainham, living in the space in between. <laughs> and that is our show. Sam, you have seven days to play Pixel Pro Golf. And uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at seven days to play. And we'll be taking next week off. So actually you have 14 days to play, but... 14 days to play? I'm not making a new theme song for that. You may also tweet us, especially if you know Bluetooth speakers that don't make sound when you turn them on or off, uh, at 7 Days to Play. 7 Days to Play! 7 Days to Play! Seven days to play.